Welcome to Artificial Pulse, the podcast that brings you the latest positive innovations in technology, giving you a glimpse into a brighter future. Our podcast is completely generated by AI, with the goal of giving you the most insightful and up-to-date information on advancements in technology. Please note that while we aim for accuracy, there may be some unintentional inaccuracies or repetitions, and we recommend referring to our show notes to find links to the sources of all of the information summarized here. And here's our update for today, Friday, May 19, 2023. OpenAI has released a free iOS app for ChatGPT, which is now available for download on iPhones and iPads. The app offers voice input using OpenAI's open-source speech recognition model Whisper and syncs chat history with the web. An Android version of the app will be launched soon, and the release will be rolled out to other countries in the coming weeks. Also in AI News Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has announced new hardware and software projects aimed at supporting the next generation of AI applications. The company unveiled a new AI data center design optimized for both AI training and inference, as well as its own silicon chip called the Meta Training and Inference Accelerator, MTIA, to help accelerate AI workloads. Meta also revealed that it has built an AI supercomputer, the Research Supercluster, RSC, which integrates 16,000 GPUs to help train large language models. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg stated that their long-term efforts in building advanced infrastructure for AI will enable even more advances and better use of the technology across everything they do. Continuing our coverage on AI, Roundhill Investments has launched the first-ever U.S. exchange-traded fund, ETF, focused on generative AI, a technology that could transform entire industries. The Roundhill Generative AI and Technology ETF, or Dollar Chat, allows investors to access companies developing generative AI and related technologies. With applications like OpenAI's ChatGPT attracting over 100 million users, generative AI is moving from a niche technology into the mainstream, prompting an estimated $120 billion market for enterprise software. The launch of DollarChat suggests generative AI has reached an inflection point and is still poised for faster growth in the coming years, with analysts predicting AI overall could drive $7 trillion in economic growth over the next seven years. Continuing with the topic of AI, neuroscientist and AI expert Gary Marcus has testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee alongside OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and IBM's Chief Privacy Trust Officer. While Altman requested regulation, Marcus warned of the dangers of unchecked AI, noting that while current AI is not an existential threat to humanity, it poses serious risks such as threats to democracy. Marcus also expressed concern about large language models and their potential for misinformation and manipulation. He is currently meeting with lawmakers to discuss turning his ideas into reality. Expanding on our coverage of AI, Sensi. AI is developing AI technology for remote patient monitoring, which has become increasingly important during the COVID-19 pandemic. The company's platform uses machine learning to analyze patient data and provide personalized insights to doctors, improving the quality of care and reducing costs. Sensi. AI aims to make healthcare more accessible and efficient by leveraging the power of AI. Moving on to another AI update, NVIDIA is launching its new Ada Lovelace GPU architecture to sub $500 graphics cards with the GeForce RTX 4060T launching on May 24th for $399 and the lower-end non-TRTX 4060 launching for $299, a small drop from the previous generation's introductory price. The good news is that there is no price hike built in, 
but the bad news is that the 4060T is only mildly upgraded over the 3060T, with just 15% faster performance than the 3060T in games without the DLSS frame generation feature enabled. Continuing with the latest in AI news, the open-source AI debate is heating up in big tech, with both Google and Meta making headlines. Google's newest large-language model, PyLM2, has become a topic of discussion after CNBC reported that it uses almost five times more text data for training than its predecessor, though the company has not disclosed details of its training data. In response, Google engineers expressed frustration over the leak of information. Meanwhile, Meta's chief AI scientist Jan LeCun discussed the company's open-source AI efforts in an interview with the New York Times, stating that growing secrecy at Google and OpenAI was a huge mistake. However, Meta's take on openness has some limits, as demonstrated by the gated release of its Llama model. Staying on the topic of AI, Skyflow has launched a privacy vault for large language models, LLMs, which provides enterprises with data privacy and security throughout the life cycle of their LLMs. The solution, delivered via API, allows users to define their sensitive data dictionary and protects information at all stages of the model lifecycle. Skyflow's polymorphic encryption technique enables the model to handle protected data seamlessly, with authorized end-users receiving a seamless output experience. The solution redacts or tokenizes chosen information as it flows through GPT without affecting the quality of GPT LLM output. In more news related to AI, Ampere Computing has launched its new Ampere One family of processors, featuring up to 192 single-threaded Ampere cores and built using a new custom core from the ground up. The CEO of Ampere Computing, Renee James, stated that there is a fundamental shift happening which requires a new approach, as traditional power usage as a proxy for performance in data centers cannot continue. Rather, products must be designed to maximize performance at sustainable power level. The Ampere One CPU aims to deliver better performance per rack and more efficiency while providing good AI performance. Continuing our AI coverage, 1Password has launched Passage, a developer resource that enables the implementation of passkeys for apps and websites with only a few lines of code. The benefits of using passkeys include heightened security, increased engagement, and reduced support costs. Passage offers two tools, Passkey Complete and Passkey Flex, which are FIDO2 compliant, built for security and privacy, and geared towards developers. Pricing is free for those with under 1,000 monthly active users, and beyond that, it is based on individual website slash app needs. Bitwarden's passwordless.dev toolkit also launched recently to implement passkeys. Now transitioning to Apple News, Porsche Taycan owners in the U.S. can now use Apple Maps EV routing feature, which plans trips around charging stations and adjusts directions based on the vehicle's battery life. Continuing with the latest Apple news, Taiwanese Apple chipmaker TSMC is one of seven semiconductor companies that have announced plans to invest in Japanese operations amid growing fears about Taiwanese stability. The move comes ahead of a G7 summit in Japan where economic resilience and security will be discussed regarding global trade threats, including those related to Taiwan. TSMC has agreed to build a new plant in Japan with the possibility of more investment in the country in the future. The U.S. has been urging closer alignment among allies against perceived threats from China's expanding technological and military powers while seeking to reduce dependence on chips produced by TSMC and others in Taiwan. Moving on to another Apple update, Apple is increasing its production of high-end iPhones in India as it seeks to decrease its reliance on China as a manufacturing center. 
analyst Ming Chi Kuo reports that Luxshare, Chinese company, has been promoted to become a primary supplier for Apple alongside Foxconn and will be responsible for making top-tier iPhone models during the product launch period. This move will help Apple diversify its suppliers and countries, reducing the risk of supply problems and production holdups, while also boosting Luxshare's production capacity. And now we move on to clean energy innovations updates. Australian startup Samsara Eco has partnered with Lululemon to create the world's first infinitely recycled nylon 6,6 and polyester from apparel waste. Samsara Eco uses enzyme-based technology to break down mixed apparel derived from plastics into their molecular building blocks to produce new apparel, which in turn can be broken down again, creating what the company refers to as infinite recycling. The partnership will span several years, with plans to scale circularity through textile-to-textile recycling for the performance apparel industry. This is also Lululemon's first minority investment in a recycling company. And now we move on to climate progress updates. Big tech companies, including Alphabet, Meta, Stripe, Shopify, and McKinsey Sustainability, have paid $53 million to Charm Industrial, a San Francisco-based climate tech startup, to capture and store 112,000 tons of carbon dioxide between 2024 and 2030. Charm collects agricultural and forestry waste and turns it into bio-oil, which holds the CO2 that plants or trees absorb, and stores it underground, reducing emissions that come from burning fossil fuels. Charm plans to inject the bio-oil into industrial waste wells or old salt caverns left behind by oil and gas exploration. However, the company needs to ensure that none of its wells leak bio-oil before it hardens into rock, And now we move on to healthcare news. The U.S. FDA Advisory Committee has largely voted in favor of Pfizer's RSV vaccine for infants, called Abrisvo, which is administered to pregnant people between 24 and 36 weeks to develop antibodies that can be passed to the fetus to protect against respiratory syncytial virus, a common respiratory virus that can be deadly to infants. In a Phase 3 trial, the vaccine was found to be nearly 82% effective at preventing severe RSV disease in the first 90 days of a baby's life, but had a safety concern about an increased risk of preterm birth. The safety data vote resulted in a 10-to-4 breakdown, with some members concerned about the GSK findings that showed a statistically significant increase in preterm births, while others expected it to be a statistical anomaly. Diving into our new topic about innovative medical technology, scientists have discovered that amputees with phantom limb sensations can experience temperature changes, which could revolutionize prosthetics. The study, published in Science, is the first to detect thermal sensation in phantom limbs. The researchers developed a portable device called MiniTouch that allows amputees to detect temperature through their prosthetic limb, potentially tricking the brain into thinking the hand is still there. This technology could create a more natural feeling of embodiment and also register effective touch, triggering the release of oxytocin in the brain. Now transitioning to innovative technology updates, Raspberry Pi CEO Eben Upton says the company is on track to return some stock to individual buyers and expects a substantial recovery of the 3, 3B+, and 4 models toward the end of the second quarter. The British company had to prioritize its business customers during pandemic-related supply chain disruptions, leading to stock shortages for individual buyers. Upton acknowledged that falling behind on orders has a compounding effect as buyers may engage in stockpiling behaviors. The CEO hopes to avoid having to make similar judgment calls in the future. Moving on to the next innovative technology-related topic, the UK government has announced up to £1 billion, $1.24 billion, of support for its semiconductor industry, 
as part of a 20-year strategy on semiconductors aimed at securing chip supplies, mitigating supply chain disruptions, and protecting national security. The funding will be used to improve talent pipeline and access to prototyping tools and business support, with an initial investment of up to £200 million from 2023 to 2025 before expanding to up to £1 billion in the next decade. The strategy also outlines measures to grow the UK's domestic chip sector and increase cooperation with international partners to improve the resilience of the global chip supply chain. In other news related to physics, a study published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences reveals that the remnants surrounding a supernova explosion may contain a highly magnetized neutron star, or magnetar, and quantum activity never seen before. Data collected by NASA's Imaging X-ray Polarimetry Explorer, IXPE, satellite showed that polarization around the magnetar 4U0142 plus 61, located 13,000 light-years away, may depend on energy, which could be explained by photon metamorphosis, an element of quantum electrodynamics. QED, a field of physics examining subatomic interactions between electrons and photons. The investigation of neutron stars and magnetars is crucial to better understanding the universe. In other physics news, new research suggests that some black holes in the universe may actually be kinks in spacetime, theoretical objects known as topological solitons. These kinks could help us better understand the gravity that black holes rely on and offer a potential replacement for the impossible infinity point that exists within black holes. However, without any proper way to study or prove this research, it remains theoretical at this point. Scientists may need to find a black hole that we can more easily reach or use gravitational waves to peer into black holes to answer some of our questions. In other news related to robotics, Proximy, a digital operating room technology developed by Dr. Nadine Shakharam, has become increasingly popular during the pandemic, allowing surgeons to receive remote support and trainees to access live surgery procedures from anywhere in the world. The software, which is used in over 30 countries, has recorded over 20,000 surgical session videos, creating the largest database of this sort. Proximy allows surgeons to edit and tag footage for later use in training or debriefing, helping them improve their skills and create a more collaborative environment in the operating room. Taking a look at more robotics updates, Waymo and Cruise are close to getting final approval from the California Public Utilities Commission to charge fares for their fully autonomous robotaxi rides in San Francisco all hours of the day or night. The commission has published two draft resolutions that grant Waymo and Cruise the ability to extend the hours of operation and service areas of their robotaxi services, despite protests from the city of San Francisco on issues related to traffic flow and safety. While city agencies have expressed their objections, both companies were able to secure support from 38 stakeholders each, including advocates in the disability community, local community groups, technology industry groups, and business and economic development organizations. Diving into our new topic about rockets, a team of nine undergraduate students from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University's Prescott campus set a new record for the highest undergraduate and collegiate amateur liquid rocket launch in the United States. The rocket, called Deneb, reached an apogee of 47,732 feet, 14.55 kilometers, while attaining a top speed of 1,150 miles per hour, 1,851 kilometers per hour, breaking three world records. The rocket was named after Deneb, the brightest star in the Cygnus constellation. Previous student-built rockets have flown higher than Deneb, but they were solid-fuel rockets, which are simpler, cheaper, and less dangerous to build and operate than liquid rockets. 
Continuing on the topic of rockets, SpaceX has rolled out its Falcon 9 rocket and Dragon capsule for the AX-2 private astronaut mission to the launch pad at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The mission, which will send four people to the International Space Station, ISS, for an eight-day stay, is scheduled to launch on May 21st and will be operated by Houston-based company Axiom Space. Peggy Whitson, a former NASA astronaut and current Axiom employee, will command the mission, while Ali El Carney and Rihanna Bernawi, part of Saudi Arabia's first astronaut class, will become the first Saudis to visit the ISS. Axiom intends to build and operate its own private space station in low Earth orbit, with the first piece slated to launch to the ISS in 2025. Moving on to science updates, a new study published in the journal iScience shows that the jumping spider Siler Collingwoody mimics the walk of ants, using a stop-and-go walking pattern and raising its first pair of legs up to evade predators. While not a perfect mimic, this general mimicry allows the spiders to expand their range the ant models occupy different habitats. The study also tested the effectiveness of this defense strategy with anti-predation experiments, which showed that predatory spiders were more likely to attack non-mimicking jumping spiders than S. Collingwoody. Additionally, the bright body coloration of S. Collingwoody serves as camouflage when lurking on certain plants. And now we move on to space updates. The James Webb Space Telescope, JWST, will begin its second year of science with 249 selected proposals out of approximately 1,600 submissions. Dominant areas of study in Cycle 2 will be the earliest known galaxies in the universe and exoplanets, with astronomers such as Mary Ann Limbach of Texas A&M University focusing on white dwarfs and potential planet sightings. The competition for JWST's programs is anonymous, ensuring minimized chances of bias with hundreds of astronomers from multiple subfields involved in the decision process. In other news related to space, the Artemis II crew, consisting of NASA astronauts Victor Glover, Christina Koch, Reed Wiseman and Canadian astronaut Jeremy Hansen, will undergo 18 months of training to prepare for their 10-day mission around the moon in late 2024. They will receive detailed lessons on how to operate the Orion spacecraft and space launch system rocket, as well as learn about the different phases of the mission and how to handle emergency situations. The crew's training will take place at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas, where they will also practice using an Orion simulator and a mock-up of the crew module. And now with another space story, despite decades of searching, there has been no evidence of intelligent life outside of Earth, leading to the Fermi paradox. However, this does not mean that the vast expanse of the universe is a lonely place as it provides freedom for exploration, curiosity, wonder, and expansion. The lack of evidence may simply be due to the fact that we haven't looked hard enough, leading to the establishment of SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, to actively hunt for signs of alien civilizations. Taking a look at more space updates, China has successfully landed a reusable spacecraft that spent nine months in Earth's orbit. The spacecraft's design and operation have not been revealed, but experts believe it has potential for research and military use. China joins the U.S. companies Boeing and SpaceX and NASA as one of the few entities that have successfully operated a reusable spacecraft. The craft is likely to be similar to the U.S. space plane, the Boeing X-37B, and its small size suggests it could carry cargo rather than crew members. The spacecraft may have been testing technologies that could further China's space ambitions, such as releasing and capturing satellites while in orbit. Continuing with the latest in space advancements, astronomers have studied large asteroids that pass near Earth and concluded that the planet is likely to avoid being hit by such an object for at least 1,000 years. However, the catalog only looks at near-Earth objects, NEOs, 
at least 0.6 miles, 1 kilometer, wide, so smaller yet still potentially dangerous asteroids are not ruled out. The team analyzed positions and orbits of known NEOs, ranking them in terms of their associated risk of impact over 1,000 years, which is a longer time span than usually analyzed. NASA estimates it has identified around 95% of NEOs with a diameter of at least 3,300 feet, 1 kilometer, and with orbits that carry them to within 30 million miles, 50 million kilometer, of Earth. In other space news, UK startup Space Forge has developed a system for bringing spacecraft back to Earth that could enable the safe and sustainable return of supermaterials made in space. The system includes a reusable heat shield, named Pridwen, and a hover net, Fielder, that will move beneath the returning craft to soften its landing and allow for a quick return to land. SpaceForge plans to use the system to support in-space manufacturing and offers a low-cost way of reusing satellites. And now we move on to virtual augmented reality news. Sightful has launched Spacetop, an augmented reality laptop that was built over three years by a team of more than 60 spatial computing experts. The product represents the next generation in personal computing and is the first application of R that seamlessly fits into users' daily lives, removing the physical constraints of standard laptops. Users can carry with them a big private, virtual workspace designed and customized by themselves to be their most creative self, no matter where they are, all in a familiar laptop form factor. The company said it is like having a 100-inch laptop in your backpack. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Artificial Pulse. We hope you found this exploration of the latest positive innovations in technology to be informative and inspiring. Be sure to tune in again next time as we continue to bring you the most cutting-edge developments and the brightest outlooks for the future.